Good morning. It's Monday, November 2nd. I'm Shamita Basu. And I'm Duarte Geraldino. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. One day to go until voting ends for the 2020 election. The candidates have been making their final appeals to voters in swing states, while across the country, the atmosphere is tense. Let's start with a recap of what happened over the weekend, both on and off the campaign trail. The Wall Street Journal says the Biden campaign is now concentrating on just a few battleground states and trying to energize minority voters. And as part of that closing strategy, Biden took part in a Souls to the Polls event in Pennsylvania. That's part of a nationwide effort to organize black churchgoers. And his running mate, Senator Kamala Harris, was in Georgia. She was telling a multicultural crowd to honor their ancestors by turning out to vote. Also, President Barack Obama joined Biden for rallies in Michigan. Meanwhile, The Wall Street Journal says President Trump's closing strategy is a final appeal to his base. White, mostly rural, working class voters who got him elected in 2016. At his rallies, Trump celebrated a caravan of his supporters in Texas who surrounded a Biden-Harris bus on the highway. He played down the coronavirus, and he continued to suggest foul play and national chaos if we don't know the winner on Tuesday night. Yeah, as we get down to the last few hours of voting, things are getting a little rocky off the campaign trail, too. You just heard a clip from a video posted online at the News and Observer in North Carolina. Now, it appears to show law enforcement officers pepper spraying people who were holding a rally in the town of Graham. They were there to honor George Floyd and encourage people to vote. According to the News and Observer, demonstrators were peacefully marching toward the polls. But the police say the group was blocking traffic and that they also refused orders to disperse. And this video is disturbing. It's hard to watch, but it's all over social media now. And it shows, among other things, a woman in a motorized wheelchair violently jerking back and forth, apparently in reaction to pepper spray fumes around her. Another woman told the paper... Her 5- and 11-year-old daughters were pepper-sprayed. Both kids threw up afterward. Meanwhile, in Texas, there's a lawsuit pending that could decide the fate of more than 120,000 votes. The Texas Tribune has the details. Harris County, which includes Houston, allows drive through voting. And this was a pandemic-related change in voting laws. The county clerk made the change and got unanimous approval from county commissioners. But a lawsuit brought by state Republicans is arguing that 10 of those drive through sites are illegal and that the 120,000-plus ballots that have been cast there in early voting should be thrown out. And on Sunday, the all-Republican state Supreme Court threw out that request to invalidate votes. Keep an eye on this one. A federal district court judge is hearing this case today. The crowd in Opelika, Florida, had a new chant for President Trump at his campaign rally last night. They're saying, fire Fauci. Here's how the president responded. Don't tell anybody, but let me wait till a little bit after the election. I appreciate the advice. I appreciate Dr. Anthony Fauci has been super cautious about how he talks about the administration and who he blames for the spread of the coronavirus. But on Friday, in an extensive interview with The Washington Post, he escalated his criticism of the administration's response to the pandemic. 
And that's significant because, as you know, the pandemic is casting a shadow over the election. In a Fox News poll, respondents say they trust Biden over Trump to handle the pandemic. And a majority say the virus is not under control in the U.S. And at least on the second part, they're right. At the end of last week, 42 states reported a rise in new infections. Last Friday, the United States recorded more than 99,000 new cases. That's the highest daily count of any nation during the pandemic. And last Thursday alone, saw more than 1,000 coronavirus deaths in the U.S. And many health experts are warning, the worst is still ahead of us. Fauci criticized Trump for focusing more on the economy and reopening the country than on public health. And in the same interview, he praised the Biden team for taking the virus seriously at campaign events. Fauci described a disjointed White House response, one that's promising a vaccine any day now, even though public health experts say it's just not going to happen that soon. Fauci's relationship with the president is complicated. He told The Washington Post he and the president have not spoken since the beginning of October. After learning about Fauci's Washington Post interview, a White House spokesman accused Fauci of playing politics, pointing out in the past, Dr. Anthony Fauci has praised the president's response to the pandemic. And at rallies over the weekend, President Trump has been saying the media is devoting too much coverage to the pandemic. At a rally in Michigan on Friday, the president said without evidence, doctors in the U.S. are inflating the number of deaths for financial gain. The American Medical Association responded to the president's claim, saying the idea that doctors are lying about case counts to line their own pockets is, quote, malicious, outrageous and completely misguided. Dr. Fauci told The Washington Post he's worried the U.S. could soon surpass 100,000 new coronavirus cases a day. And he's especially concerned for places like the Midwest and the West. Many of those states have far fewer resources like ICU beds and nurses, things you need to deal with a sudden surge in COVID patients. The winner of the election will be the candidate who gets more than half of all electoral votes, not necessarily the person who wins the popular vote. The signers of the Constitution codified this system, and it's got plenty of critics. One of those critics is now leading a nationwide movement to change the electoral college system. And get this, it started with a board game he created. The Los Angeles Times profiles a computer scientist named John Koza. In the 1960s, when he was a grad student, he designed a board game called Consensus. When you play it, you're pretending to be a presidential candidate. The objective of the game is to crisscross the country and get the 270 electoral votes you need to get into the White House. This game illustrates the electoral college system is so quirky. Even with the same resources, two candidates could play over and over again and yet get different results each time. Koza eventually teamed up with a political campaign attorney named Barry Fadham. And together they took this board game idea and they turned it into serious lobbying. They thought about what's laid out in the Constitution and they came up with a workaround. You see, states legally have the power to decide how to award their electors. So Koza and Fadham started a campaign. They wanted to convince enough states to adopt a law saying that they'll give their electoral votes to the candidate who wins the national popular vote. The plan is known as the National Popular Vote Interstate Compact, and it only kicks in when enough states join so that the group collectively adds up to at least 270 electoral votes. And just so you know, 15 states and the District of Columbia have already passed state bills signing on. 
That's 196 of the 270 electors needed to elect a president. Now, the creators of this game know this move won't make a difference in the 2020 election. But the duo says they hope to have enough states signed on to change the system by 2024. Finally, how are you feeling? Are you feeling anxious? Do you have this nagging, unrelenting feeling in the pit of your stomach that just won't go away these days? You are not alone. According to a survey done by the American Psychological Association, 70% of respondents say this election is stressing them out. So if you're looking for tips to help you cope, NPR has got you covered. First, stick to the self-care basics. Eat well, try and get enough rest, Mm -hmm. maybe go for a walk or see if you can squeeze in some exercise. NPR also recommends unplugging from your devices. Stop doom scrolling. I know, I know, it's easier said than done, but it's worth considering taking a step back from the news and just doubling down on the things that help you de-stress. And no matter how the election goes, NPR reminds us, we've got to be ready for a long night tomorrow and maybe even a longer week. Be mentally prepared to not have election results right away. So many votes have already been mailed, and many are still making their way to tabulators. And unless one candidate has a really strong night, it could be days before we have results. Duarte, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to break out the coloring book that my dad gave me in 2016. I'm just going to take a long, meditative walk. Oh, that sounds nice. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. Tomorrow, we'll bring you a guide for how to watch the night's returns and what to expect. We'll talk with you again then. 